Evening, everybody. Okay. All right, let's um let's look at our machzor. So if you have a a regular art scroll machzor, we're gonna look at the the structure of the the brochas in the middle of the Musaf Shmon Esrei, Malchiot, Zichonot, and Shofarot. And um, I'd like to begin by looking at Zichonot and Shofarot first, as this structure is a little bit more, uh, slightly more simple than, uh, than Malchiot. So that'll put us at page 458 in the regular article Machzor. Okay, that's um, now as we well know, the Musaf Shmona Esrei of Yontif of Rosh Hashanah is um, is lengthened uh, compared to the regular structure of a Yontif or Shabbos Shmona Esrei. And um, what we need to appreciate is that um, the background behind how the Shmona Esrei comes to be is. Um, is the important point here. And that is that we have a system, a structure that we spoke of last week, where the regular Shmon Esrei is divided up into three sections. The regular weekday Shmon Esrei uh, starts with three brachot of Shevach. You've got Avot Kvurot, and then you've got um, Kedush, the Kedusha, Kedusha Dashem. That, that make up the, the first three, the first section of three brachot. Um, what we call Shevach is the praise of Akush Baruch Hu. Then you have what is known as Bakasha, which is petition to Akush Baruch Hu for our needs. That makes up the main body of the Shemona Esrei, 13 brachot. And then there's the last three, which talk of uh, Hodaya, which is giving thanks to Akush Baruch Hu. Now, when we look at the Shemona Esrei, a normal Shemona Esrei, um, what we what we uh, what we understand from the structure is that we need to do as much as we can to preserve it. It's important not to cross lines, and therefore we don't mix things. We had a whole share about it last week to discuss how Zochreinu Lechaim, at first glance, sort of shot uh, out of its box. But in principle, we have these three two, three separate sections. Now, when it comes to Shabbos and Yontif. What we have is as follows, and that is that since it's inappropriate, it's not Shabbos or Yontif, the focus changes from our regular bakashot, our regular requests and petitions for our needs. Uh, and we, we, uh, we, don't, we don't enter into that area of asking for our needs on Shabbos and Yontif. So we replace, we replace the, the, the middle section, which is known as the section of bakasha in a regular weekday Shmona Esrei, we replace that section with what's known as Kedushat Hayom. Uh, Kedushat Hayom is essentially a description of the holiness of the particular day that you are celebrating via the davening of the Amida, of the Musaf Amida. And so what really needs to be appreciated is, is that we've taken a 18 or 19 Brocha Shmona Esrei, where three in the beginning, three at the end, that never changes. What really changes is 
the the middle section. The middle section changes. And on a regular Shabbos and Yontif, that middle section, which is normally made up during the week of 13 brachot of petition, that is replaced by one bracha describing the nature of the day that we are that we are celebrating. And so what happens is, is that we have a seven bracha Shmona Esrei um, that's offered up on a regular Shabbos and, and Yontif. So it goes from 19 during the week to seven on, on Shabbos and Yontif. Now, when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, we have something unique in this regard. And that is that we have three other themes that we want to incorporate into the Shemona Esra, namely Malchuyot, Zichronot, and Shofarot. These are three themes, each of them carrying their own brocha within the Musaf Shemona Esra of, uh, of Rosh Hashanah. And we want to add in these three brochas into, into the Shemona Esra. Now, in order to do that, we have a regular seven yonta, seven brocha yonta from Israel, and now we want to add three in. That should give us ten brochas. That should give us ten brochas. That's how the, the Amidah should be made up according to the structure that Chazal gave us at first. However, something interesting happens over here, and that is that um, we, we have to combine two. We only allowed, we only find precedent in Tanakh for a nine brochashmon esrei. And uh, that causes a very interesting challenge here, and that is to try and work out which two brochas can be combined. And this particular exercise is a machloket in the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri, exactly which two brochas you know, to, com- to combine. Now, again, we first we we work with a we work with the 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 the, the so-called principle that somehow we're going to find out where exactly, but there needs to be nine brochas in the in the Rosh Hashanah say, as opposed to ten that we would normally expect. We know we expect ten because there are three in the beginning, three at the end, one in the middle describing the nature, the kedusha of the day. That's seven. And if you're going to add three extra unique brochas of Malchiot, Zichronot, and Shofarot, which are unique to Rosh Hashanah, you know, you're going to have 10. Now, it's interesting that the Gemara seems to look for precedence, a precedent within, the, within our oral tradition as to how a Shmona Esrei should be put together. And so um, what we try and work out is why we need the nine? Why can't we have ten? And this is very interesting that the Gemara points out that with respect to the Musaf of Rosh Hashanah, the Gemara cites the Tefillah offered by Chana as the source for a nine brocha Amida. The name of Hashem is mentioned nine times in her Tefillah. So if, we're, if you would read the Haftorah on, on Rosh Hashanah, that quotes the prayer of Chana begging Hashem for a child. Chazal understood from this tefillah that it's possible to compose an Amidah with nine units. This is the precedent for a nine brocha Amidah. But there's no precedent in Tanakh 
That's how Rav interprets. There's no precedent in Tanakh for a 10 bracha Shmona Esrei. And therefore, when they look to try and work out what a Shmona Esrei should look like, they look for a precedent. And, um, and therefore, we know that during the week, we have a 18 or 19 bracha Shmona Esrei, as the case may be. And on Shabbos and Yontav in general, we have seven. Um, but the, the bottom line is that on Rosh Hashanah, there is something unique about, about this particular area of, of, of themes that have to go in there. Now, just to quickly go over it again, on a regular Shabbos and Yontav, we have seven brachot, because the middle bracha is known as the Kedushat Yom bracha. It tells you about the sanctity of the actual day whether it's Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, even Yom Kippur, it, there, there are seven brochas there. Three of praise in the beginning, three of thanks in the end, and the one central one which talks about the nature of, of the day itself. And um, it's interesting that there's, within this brocha on Shabbos and Yontav, which we call Kedushat Yom, there, there's still a section of, of petition, even though petition when each individual asks Hashem for their needs, like you do in a regular week, that is not appropriate for Shabbos. But, but, but Mephoshim explained that spiritual bakashot um, and bakashot on behalf of the tzibur do find their way into that middle brocha. And therefore the concluding brocha of, of, of the middle brocha of the Amidah on a regular Shabbos and Yontif, you'll find the famous words that we all say all the time. You know, that Akosh Baruch Hu should be pleased with the way we keep Shabbos. That's what it say. should be pleasing to you the way we, with the way we, we, we uh, conduct ourselves to express the, the resting from work on Shabbos. Sanctify us with your mitzvot, with your commandments. Grant our share in your Torah. This is like the quasi- Bakashat Surahim, the, the actual the actual petition to Akosh Baruch Hu, which is allowed on Shabbos and Yontif. And this makes up the substance of you know of, of, of the Tvila. Now the same is true in a in a way on in the Musaf Amidah of Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, the brachot of Malchuyot, Hashem's kingship, Zichronot, uh, accountability. Hashem remembers all our deeds and holds us accountable and issues reward and punishment based on that accountability. And Shofarot, the idea of coronating Hashem as king through the Shofar and representing the many themes that Shofarot represent, they form the essence of the Tfilah. And in the concluding paragraphs of each of these sections, you know, we, we have a little request. We have a request of the fulfillment of these concepts that, that, that come to be. So, this is, this is, again, how the Yontif, the Rosh Hashanah Shmona Esrei, differs slightly, or quite substantially, should I say, from the regular Shabbos and Yontif Shmona Esrei. It, it could have had 10 brochas, but based on the idea that when Chana davened on Rosh Hashanah, she mentions Hashem, Hashem's name nine times, Chazal understood that that would be a, a paradigm, would be a model for a Shmona Esrei that could be um, expanded on Rosh Hashanah Davka, uh, to have nine brochas. And therefore, even though 10 would have been appropriate, um, because you're adding in three themes, but they needed to, they wanted to um, stick with this precedent of nine brochas, highlighting the role 
of Chana's Tefillah during Rosh Hashanah. And so they had to combine the Kedushat Ayom Brocha with one of the brachot of Malchiot Zichronot Neshofarot. And this debate in the Gemara that I mentioned to you was, um, you know, was, was entered into between Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri and Rabbi Akiva as how exactly what best was the way to, you know, to combine, um, to, to combine which brocha. Um, and so therefore, the Tanaim, these two Tanaim, they debated which two themes should be combined together that the sum total will be an Amidah consisting of, of nine brochas. So Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri combines Malchuyot with the third, with the third brocha, since it concludes with the related idea of Hamelech HaKadosh. You know, and, um, and, 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 and Rabbi Akiva essentially combined Malchuyot with Kedushat Hayom. And that's how we pass. We follow Rabbi Akiva that we have Amelech HaKadosh um, as the third brocha, and then Kedushat Hayom and Malchuyot as the fourth brocha. They come together. And, um, and that's, how, that's how basically we, we work, we work out our machzor. That's the, that's the nature of it. Now, what we're going to look at is one of the things that uh, every year I try and go over this because I believe it to really help uh, an understanding of what the, the structure of the Tvila is all about. And um, I heard this shirim many, many years ago uh, from Rav Soloveitchik on, uh, on, on recordings. And uh, those who have purchased the, the Machzor, which have got his notes on, on this, can find what I'm saying over to you actually in the, in the notes there as well. Now, when uh, when you look at the when you look at the actual uh, the actual text of the zikronot or any of the brochas, we're going to see now. We're just going to take, as I said, zikronot will start off first. Yeah, you have to see the sect come alive when you actually look at how uh, the 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 brocha works. Now. What happens is I'm looking now again on page two, uh, 458 in the under the title Zichronot. Now, these three themes, Malchuyot, Zichronot, and Shofarot, which are the three additional themes, they are themes which represent fundamental principles of faith uh, within Yiddishkeit. In fact, so much so that um, we know the Rambam's 13 principles of faith, but there were many who there were many who, or there were some who, some, some uh, Rishonim who, who, thinkers who argued with the Rambam about the nature of which principles are really the principles of fundamental Yiddishkeit. And the Sefer Ikarim Rav Yosef Albo mentioned that he thought there were three main fundamental principles of faith that a person uh, needs to work with or needs to hold of in order to be thinking Jewish. And the first was, what we call Yichud Hashem, the oneness of Akosh Baruch Hu, monotheism. There's one God, one, one God in control. Number two was uh, accountability, reward and punishment, which comes from accountability. And, and number three is the chosenness of the Jewish people through the event of Torah Min Hashemayim, Torah being given at Sinai. Those are the three themes that Yosef Albo sort of scrunched down the pillars of, of faith within, within, uh, you know, within the philosophy of Yiddishkeit. And the support for these three being principles of faith is the actual three brachot, which make up 
the Musaf Shmona Hesoy on Rosh Hashanah. Malchuyot is the crowning of Akash Baruch as king. That's the equivalent of Yichud Hashem. Zichronot, recounting and being held accountable for all our, our deeds and actions and thoughts. And that brings into play the concept of reward and punishment. Zichronot equals Charvonesh, reward and punishment, accountability. That represents the second theme of faith. And the third theme is Shofarot, which is Torah Minashamayim. The main theme in the davening that the Shofar brings to focus is the Shofar that was sounded at Har Sinai when Hashem revealed himself to Am Yisrael, and uh, all history changed from then. So those are the three major themes that are actually brought to bear, uh, brought into focus during the Musaf Shonesa of, of Rosh Hashanah. Now, we're looking now at the structure of how um, the, the Amoraim who put this together, we, we, uh, we understand this to be Rav. Rav is the author of much of the, of the Shmona Esrei that we have here in Yon, and the Rosh Hashanah Shmona Esrei. And his Talmud, Rabbi Yochanan, is also involved. Um, so we have a look at what they do, what they do over here. Now, when you, when you look at it in the Machzor, it's, uh, as we know, the, the Shmona Esrei of Rosh Hashanah is, is, uh, is the longest Shmona Esrei. And it's got a lot of quotes of various psukim that can be found you know, in the actual body of the text. And uh, because it's so long and not clearly defined in the Machzor, even, even if it's translated, it's hard to, to, to hold cop, as we say. It's hard to get it until somebody points it out to you. And that's what, that's what really inspired me was when I heard the sheer, I was just taken aback by how Rasulavetik was able to define the structure of the Shmona Esrei. And it gave, it gave me, it always gives me a, a huge kick to be able to have something to grab hold on as you're reading through the words that you might not get every single word, but you get what it's trying to achieve. And that was a big, uh, that was a big discovery that, um, that I had when I listened to the shield. So uh, I want to just share it with you. And as I say, it's, it's, it's now written in the, in the notes in his machzor, what, I, what more or less I'm going to share with you. So this is what we need to, what we need to look at. Each tefillah, each brocha begins with a theme. And so in this case, page 458, Zichronot begins, You remember the deeds done in the universe. You recall all the creatures fashioned since earliest times, etc. This is the idea of Akosh Baruch Hu now has uh, an infinite memory, an infinite database that records, you know, every thought, deed, and action. Uh, and, and, and every... Everyone's held accountable for whatever they do. And all these, these are very scary ideas when you think about how accountable we are held. All hidden things are revealed in front of you. Um, there's no such thing as Hashem forgetting. There's no such thing as Hashem not being able to see things. It's a you know, this is a, a, a principle that Hashem knows everything. There is no bit of information anywhere that escapes Akosh Baruch Hu anywhere. This is, this, is, this is the basic principle. Now, what we have to appreciate is, is that every bracha begins with a, with a, a, a declaration of faith. 
of a definition of principle. Each brocha, each brocha is actually divided into three sections. There are three sections to, 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 to watch for in your machzor. The, the first section of the brocha, the first section is a statement of faith, a definition of principle, an animamin, if we can call it that. And yeah, we've taken an example from Zichronot. What are we doing here in the first section? We are stating the principle and what it means. This is what we believe in. You know, we believe with perfect faith that Akosh Baruch Hu knows everything. That Akosh Baruch Hu sees everything. That nothing is, 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 is hidden from him. And that we are, we are all held accountable for this. This is the statement of the fundamental principle of faith. In this case, what we call reward and punishment, which represents Akash Baruch knowing everything so that a proper accounting can be done. And it's not only with individuals that this is true, but as well with, with nations and cultures. Each, each culture, each country, it's decided what's going to happen with that country. This is all held in this massive accounting. There's nobody, not individual. These are most beautiful, beautiful words, but they're scary because they tell you that everybody, collectives, individuals, are all held accountable on, on, on Rosh Hashanah. The schar v'onesh, the reward and punishment principle, is being stated here in what we believe and defined. That's, that's what the first section of each bracha that we add into the Yom Tashmona Esrei uh, states first up. Now, this uh, in our particular zichronot bracha here, we continue, the machzor continues describing in detail the nature of how Kosh Baruch Hu remembers, gives us examples. Everyone comes in front of you and you hold everybody accountable. Then Gamet Noach, there's an example. We're not going to go into it now. Noach is the example here, but we'll get to it maybe later. Um, but we cite the example of how Kosh Baruch Hu remembers Noach and delivers him and re re redeems him. Fine. Okay, now, when we finish with all of this, um, if, we, if we go down to, you know, five lines down into the second uh, paragraph, starting Kizaycher Kol Hamasim Lefanechaba on page 460, if you're looking, you prefer the English 461, what you see there is all of a sudden, we start, we start quoting verses. And this becomes like an exercise in the Rosh Hashanah davening that we literally you know, go through Tanakh looking for verses. We have to ask ourselves what they're doing here. As it's written in your Torah. We just spoke about Noach, so we quote a verse that Hashem remembered using the, 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 the root word um, from Zichronot is to remember. Hashem remembered Noach and all the animals that were on the, the Teva and Akosh Baruch then brought them, brought calm to the world and the water subsided. And then we go, Venemar, and everybody likes to jingle along with the Venemar. Venemar, you know, we always quoting Psukim. Again, another another Pasuk by Shmailo Kimet Nakatam. You know, Hashem heard the the groaning. Uh, this is Amishali Mitzrayim. 
ויזכור אלוקים את ביתו אל אברהם ואת יצחק ואת יעקב. Then again, ונאמר, we quote another verse. Now, this is all verses quoting. What are they here for? What are they doing? So here is the second section of, of the three-part brocha that we have. So again, it happens in each of the brochas, Malchiot, Zichronot, Neshofarot, that we have a tripartite uh, division that we are to expect, you know, as a pattern, as a structure within, within the Shemona Esrei. Stage one of the tripartite division is the statement of faith, the animamin, what we believe in and what we declare as a principle of faith. That went all the way from all the way through until the quote, the first quote of the first pasuk. Then all of a sudden the psukim come in and there's a lot of psukim being quoted over here. And if you count, if you count the amount of psukim in this section, you'll see. Kakatubu Toratecha, pasuk one. You know, then Venemar, Pasuk 2. Then again, Venemar, Pasuk 3. Then we go on to You know, in your holy writings, the following is written, quoting more Psukim. Number 4. Venemar, 5. Venemar again, 6. And then we go, And you count the Psukim over here, another 3. So what you see is that in this second section of the tripartite division, this is a quotation of Psukim from, from in, in order to achieve one thing, says the Rav. He says that, yeah, the Psukim are quoted to prove the very principle of faith that you stated above. So we stated that the principle we're dealing with now is that Baruch is holding man accountable, reward and punishment. And, and this idea of Hashem remembering and holding us accountable, we have to prove it. And 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 a sort of basic suggests using a using a methodological approach that's found in the Gemara. When the Gemara wants to try and prove prove themes, it will often go and say, you know, I'll quote your pasuk from Torah, then I'll repeat it from from Nevi'im, and then I'll I'll wrap it up with a third uh, with a third uh, pasuk from Ketuvim, and that kind of a that kind of a three a three threaded rope is a strong proof for the theme that's there. It's almost a methodological approach to prove something that you quote Torah, Navim and Ketuvim and thereby QED, the very principle that you're working with. And so he suggests that's what's motivated Rav in, in compiling the, the structure of the davening over here, that each brocha has within it three sections. Section one is the statement of faith. Section two are all the psukim proving, proving the statement of faith that was that was declared and the way to do it this principle of, of having things in threes whereas a three-stranded rope is so much stronger than a two-stranded rope giving you the, the concept of a chazoka if you will of a of a well-proven idea so we have three psukim from the three sections of Tanakh three psukim from Torah three psukim from Navim and three from Ketuvim and that's why there are nine psukim in each of these sections However, um, I've um, until this point mentioned Tanakh in, in chronological order, in the sense that you have Torah first, then Nevi'im, and then Ketuvim. The interesting point over here is, is that the, the Bala Machzor, if it's Rav, then he switched it around that the first three verses are from Torah, then the first, the next three, the second three are from Ketuvim, and the third three are from Nevi'im. 
And this requires a bit of an explanation as to why the natural chronological order, you know, was, uh, was, was, was overlooked in favor of another structure where you have Torah, Ketuvim, and Nevim instead of Torah, Nevim, and Ketuvim. So the Rav suggests as follows, that since these psukim are coming to prove the, the principle of faith that was stated, we, we are going to look at not just the chronological order, but rather, rather the historical significance where you have past, present, and future. And the future is going to become important to us when we move into the, into the next section of uh, the last section of the, of the tripartite division. And so past, Akash Baruch remembered uh, the three psukim from Torah that Hashem remembers is from Ketuvim. And from Nevim, Akash Baruch is going to do it in the future. That, uh, that, is, that, is what we are, that is what we are led to understand was his um, interpretation of the switching of the order. And so these nine psukim prove the statement of faith that was declared in the first section of the, of the bracha. Now we move into the, the final section, which starts at So if you're looking in your machzor, we're at the bottom of page 460. And so here we have a third section. Now what does this section do? So yeah, this is now the kind of bakasha that we we're speaking about. This is this is a this is a prayer in each of the brochas that once we've made the statement, we've declared the statement of faith, animamin, and we've proven that the principle exists in Torah. We now pray to Akosh Baruch Hu for the realization of this particular principle to be witnessed by everybody on earth. And so this is what we are saying now in this third section. You know, remember us uh, favorably. And, uh, and recall us such that we are, uh, we are saved through your mercy. Um, make this, this account, a good accounting, the good end result, you know, become, become a, a reality. And the promise that you promised to Avram Avinu and Hara Moria, etc., so this is now a petition, if you will, a kind of a, a quasi a spiritual bakasha, a, a petition, a request that Akash Baruch Hu should, 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 should realize the, the principle to become a, uh, a reality. And that's, the, that's this last section that we have in this, uh, in, in this bracha. So th this, is, uh, this is something really interesting over here that, uh, that, that makes all, each one of these brachas you know, come alive, each one. You have to look for them now in the Shmona Esrei. You know, I always mark it off in my machzor, so I don't forget where each of the sections are, and I just, I write in the machzor. So it just gives me, uh, I, I just find it uplifts me as I've done, that I know what I'm doing now. I see the heading in the margin. I see the animamin. I know it's a statement of faith. Now, I see all the psukim. Okay, now I'm going to prove this from, from uh, Torah Nevim and Ketuvim. And then I'm going to I'm going to daven that that this principle be realized in the world entire, um, you know, in the in the in the future. So this is uh, this is how the the tripartite division is uh, is worked within the brochas. These long brochas, the added three brochas within the Shmona Esrei in the Musaf Shmona Esrei of Rosh Hashanah. And this is a, a way to get a, a deeper appreciation of the nature of this uh, you know of this story over here. Now, what's interesting is, is that when you, um, when you look at that 
last section again closely, we, uh, we mentioned that there were nine Pesukim until now, three from Torah, three from Ketuvim, then three from Nevim. When we look at that last section, so if you're following with me on page 462 and 463, um, so you have a look, it's interesting, that right at the end, just before we end off that last paragraph of this third section, you know, we, 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 we remind Akosh Baruch so to speak, that, um, you know, Akosh Baruch promised us that this will be, and we quote another Pasuk. You know, we say, you know, you know, fulfill what he's promised us. And then we quote a tenth pasuk, etc. So there's actually a, there's actually ten psukim, you know, in in the actual um, in the in the in the section over here. There's ten there's ten psukim in 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 the in each brocha. We we. Uh, we just we divided it up in such a way that you could see that um, that the nine that that they are there in the beginning, then again the nine prove um, three from Torah, three from Ketuvim, and three from Nevim. They prove the principle that's that's been declared, and now we have a a tenth pasuk to contend with, which uh, is is embedded in the last section of the of the brachot of. Malchiot Zichonot and Shofarot. And so the in, in the in the Brocha of Zichronot and Shofarot, the tenth Pasuk is included within the third component of the petition that we pray for Kushbarhu, you know, to to um to realize what what you know what the principle of faith states. So the Brocha of Zichronot, you know, Zichronotovanecha. The kayim lanu shiftachtanu. You know this. This is the this is the the component of petition of bakasha that's in each of the brachas in shofarot. If you flip a few pages further, you know we say lo kayim lo kavotenu tkaibo shofar gadolacherotenu, etc. Now this this leads us or this leads us sort of basic to interpret or to offer an explanation as to what the role of the tenth pasuk is, and this is what he suggests that apparently the role of the tenth pasuk differs from that of the preceding nine. The nine psukim are offered only as proof of the declaration of faith. The tenth pasuk, on the other hand, is recited together with the petition that Hashem should fulfill the declaration previously recited. And therefore, the tenth pasuk cited is one in which Akosh Baruch has promised to comply with that request. Thus, the pasuk is recited to supplement the petition not as proof of our faith. We've done that already with the, with the first nine psukim. But rather, the tenth pasuk is incited, which states Akosh Baruch Hu's pledge, Akosh Baruch Hu's promise to comply with, with his, his covenant. So when we in Zichronot are asking Akosh Baruch Hu, you know, to judge us mercifully and to recall his covenant, the tenth pasuk is cited then, which states Akosh Baruch Hu says, I will comply with that, uh, you know, with that, with that, uh, with that covenant, that's the that's the that's the role of the of the tenth pasuk, and so when you again when you read through it, you know it's interesting that the president says the role for this kind of a structure. Um, he he uh, he thinks that it comes from uh, Moshe Rabbeinu, who's exhorting Akosh Baruch Hu 
um, to to live up to his promise. So when when, when Moshe Rabbeinu says to Akosh Baruch Hu, remember what you promised Abraham, Yitzchak, Yisrael, Avadecha, Shenishbatalayim. You know you swore to them that uh, with regard to you that that you you know you'll cause their children to to multiply as the stars in the sky. You can't destroy them now. You told that's that's uh, that's the the dialogue between Moshe Rabbeinu and Akosh Baruch Hu. So. The Rav suggests that Moshe Rabbeinu set the precedent for exhorting Akosh Baruch Hu to implement something by citing Hashem's prior promise and petitioning Hashem to comply with, 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 uh, with his undertaking. And it's this exhortation of Moshe Rabbeinu and Moshe's reminder of Hashem's prior promise that resulted in Vainachem Hashem Al-Hara, that Hashem you know, repented or, or drew back from the evil which he planned to inflict on Am Yisrael. So in conformance with this, suggests the Rav, every tefillah must contain a pasuk in which the subject of the tefillah is mentioned and which states that Hashem will implement that promise. Citing a pasuk, you know, gives credence, you know, to, to the petition. That's, that's how the Rav Asoretic understood the structure of each of these brochas, these complex brochas that are in our, in Ashwana Esrei. And the same is true of, uh, of the brocha of, of Shofarot. You know the, the you know if you have if you have if you flip through through your machzor you'll see that um, you have a similar kind of structure that uh, that we work with. In other words, it's it's a pattern. Um, just quickly get my flip my machzor to it. So um, if we where was I? Yeah. Okay, if we go to page four sixty two, you know a tonic later, badan kvodecha. Yeah, this is the, you know, this is the, 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 the theme of Shofarot. As I mentioned to you, um, it represents, at least according to Yosef Albo, it represents the, the, the third fundamental principle of, of faith within, within Jewish philosophy, and that is uh, Torah min Hashemayim, that Torah was given at Sinai, and by extension, the chosenness of the Jewish people. And so when you look at what, this theme must be the main theme that you think of in the middle of davening. All the other themes are almost secondary. You know, the fact that the Akedat Yitzchak took place and the Shofar was there and the Shofar coronates Akosh Baruch Hu and a Shofar will come with Melech HaMashiach. There are like 10 different themes um, that are quoted um, in the Machzorim that delineate uh, what Shofarot, what, 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 what should conjure up in your mind this, this, uh, this recognition of the Shofar blast. I remember as a, as a young kid, long before, um, unfortunately, long before the art scroll uh, Machzorim came out, which were such an amazing addition. But in the old Machzorim of Birnbaum, there weren't that many comments, but some of them were amazing comments. This is the first time I remember as a young kid, um, you know, learning that there were 10 themes to the, the concept of Shofar through the footnotes of Rabbi Birnbaum there in his Machzor. So I've never forgotten that. That was always the first time I remembered the, he brought those 10, those 10 themes. But the theme out of all those 10 that the Shona Esrei of Rosh Hashanah focuses on and, you know, and highlights is that you were revealed in your cloud of glory to your holy people to speak with them. You know, from, from, uh, from your heavens, you, you caused them to hear and you revealed yourself to them, etc., etc. You know, and... Um, in the end of the day, what was this, what was the pers- purpose of all of this? You know, 
בהיגלותך מלכנו על הר סיני, you revealed yourself on son, to us on Sinai, ללמד לעמך תורה ומצוות, to teach us Torah. And we heard it, we heard the, the, the debrot coming down, thundering down, etc., etc. That's the, that's the statement of faith. You know, in, in, in Shofarot, the statement of faith is Torah min ha-shamayim. That is the nature of, uh, you know, of, um, of this animamin. That's what we believe in, Bar. And it's represented here yeah, in, 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 the, in the text of the first part of the three-part structure of the Brocha of Shofarot. And then we start. We start with the Psukim again. Kakatu v'toratecha. We're going to prove this. And then we quote, you know, all the Psukim that come from Torah about Mamar Ar-Sinai and the revelation at Sinai. You know, Vahil Yom HaShlishi, etc., etc. There was this cloud on the mountain, Kol Shofar Chazak Ma'od, you know, tremendously loud Shofar blast. Everybody was frightened to their wits there. All three of the Psukim from Torah declaring the principle of faith. And then we divrei Kochacha Katur Lemor, Again, three psukim, you know, v'nemar, 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 and we quote these psukim again from Ketuvim to prove the point. Another three psukim, and that's, uh, again, proving the principle of faith that was declared above with three psukim from each of the three sections of, of, of Torah. And um, then the last, we ask the Baruch Hu, you know, to take the shofar and make that sound, you know, heard all over creation and gather in your people Israel, you know, and bring us all from the, the four corners of the earth to Yerushalayim, etc., etc. And then we rebuild the Beit HaMikdash. That, that is the third section where there's a, a petition to Akosh Baruch Hu, you know, to, you know, to, act, to, to action the, the, the statement of faith that we've declared and proven above. And here you have again this 10th Pasuk, which where the 10th Pasuk here comes along, it's included in the petitional section of the Brocha. And yeah, it tells you, it, you know, you say, you know, and you quote the, you quote the Pasuk of, uh, of uh, the blast of the Shofar. Uh, that's the, that's, um, that's, that's this particular uh 10th pasuk that we you know we we remind the Baruch Hu that he promised that it's going to happen and we quote a pasuk that Akash Baruch Hu promises that he will that he will do it um and then we end off the bracha as we do with all the other brachot as well okay so that really is the the structure uncovered you know in the in the brachot of shofar um zikronot and and shofarot now the reason why I left Malchuyot for last was because there's a, an interesting nuance in the actual structure of uh, the Brocha of Malchuyot, which differs from that of Zichronot and, and Shofarot. Um, and, and it has to do with this, with this 10th Pasuk, you know, where, it, where it's placed. Now, if you flip back in your Machzor, um, and we start, we start Malchuyot with Aleinu. So that's on page 454. That's where we start. Now, again, we set down the principle of faith, the animamin, you know, that Akush Baruch Hu is, uh, you know, is the, is the 
prime cause of everything. And um, we then prove the concept of Akash Baruch's oneness with all the psukim that we cite. And um, and this is this is following a similar pattern to what existed in in um, Zichronot and Shofarot. But now when it comes to um, this last pasuk, the last pasuk is not contained within the bakasha or petitional portion of the bracha. Where we go, you know, on uh, we go at the end of the page 456, that's the that's the where in the other brachot we pray for Hashem to realize into action the statement of faith that was declared above. So if you, if you look at it, we we make the petition, um, but we quote no pasuk. We quote no pasuk. There is no tenth pasuk in this section, right? And the question is, you know, where is it? Well, interesting. In this case, this tenth pasuk is quoted just above Elokeinu Elokavotainu. So we've got Aliyah Badecha Nevim Katu Lemor. We've got Koamar Hashem Melech Yisrael Galo Hashem Tzvaot Ani Rishon Vani Acharon Mibaladai Ein Elokim. Then Veneemar. Then again Veneemar. And then Uber Torah Chak Katuv Lemor, which is normally how we introduce uh, this, the, the, how we introduce the tenth pasuk. Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. That is the tenth pasuk. In this uh, in this particular section, so normally, if we were following the the regular pattern of of zikhrot and shofarot, the tenth pasuk should be in the in the paragraph of elokayim but it isn't. And the question is, you know, why why is it not there? And so, um, this is what Rasul Baichik felt was the approach to take on this. So he answered as follows: He says that. The brachot of Zichronot and Shofarot were specifically introduced for the Musaf of, of Rosh Hashanah. The bracha of Malchuyot, Melocha Kol Olam, etc., you know, is, is, uh, is, is utilized for each of the tfilot of Rosh Hashanah, for Mariv, for Mincha, and Shachris. So the bracha of Elokeinu Lekawoteinu, Melocha Kol Olam, Kulobichodecha, that that particular principle is actually the bracha of Kedushat Hayom that's recited in each of the Shmona Esrays, you know, that we have, Shachrit, Mincha, and Marif. So accordingly, even though in Musaf it's merged, Kedushat Hayom, as we stated in the beginning of our discussion, that, that bracha, Kedushat Hayom, is merged with Malchuyot, the text of the bracha could not be altered. So, you know, that, that, that's there. So Chazal did the next best thing and placed the 10th pasuk immediately prior to the recitation of Elokeinu, Elokeinu. And so it's interesting that that's how the Rav interpreted the placement of the, you know, of the text over here because the, the bracha and the principle of Malchiot, which is common to all Shmona Esrays, has to be taken into account, and um, and 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 ultimately the the um, the bracha, the, the actual blessing itself, you can't alter that. So what they did was they they sliced, they they sort of shoved in the tenth pasuk 
you know, at the end of the third section, you know, the, you know, the, the, the proof section actually embodies the, the, the tenth, the tenth pasuk as well. Now, it's interesting that uh, Rasul Raitik was, 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 uh, was quite strong on this point, but it, it makes it uh, an interesting challenge for the Chazan. But he, but this is his opinion in terms of how the the Nusach should travel and how the actual statement of the body of the text should actually work. And so he claims as follows: He says like this. He says, because of this, that the tenth pasuk, uh, you know, is already is is put into the last section. So he said like this: that the pasuk of Shema must be recited in one breath, you know, with the commencement of, of the brocha of So there should be no interruption between the Pasuk of and the start of that section. But that's not how it's printed in our Mahzor. In our Mahzor, automatically the Chazan is going to take a breath, you know, at the end and end, even the, the tune of the Nusach is going to end you know, as if there's a big break here between, between Shema Yisrael and Elokeinu 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 And so the Rav felt it was incorrect to do that. I don't know how many people, you know, we, we've tried at JLC to follow it, but um, I don't know how many other people, you know, were that committed to this. But ultimately, because the Pasuk of Shema Yisrael is, is to be recited as petition, the, the, the whole theme of Shema Yisrael is a petition to Akash Baruch Hu that at this point in time, uh, only Am Yisrael recognize your sovereignty, but, you know, one day Hashem Echad, one day Hashem will be, will be one. That's a petition for Hashem to realize the principle of faith, of the spreading of monotheism throughout the world. And so the Pasuk of Shema Yisrael, as that 10th Pasuk, even though it's placed before Elokeinu Vlakavotainu, but really the theme of it is it's recited as petition. It's not recited as proof. You know, Rashi interprets the pasuk of just as I've described it to you now. It's a petition that Hashem, who's now our God, should become the God of all humanity. It's the prelude to our exhortation that, that Hashem should implement finally what he has promised in the pasuk of Shema Yisrael, namely that all of humanity recognize him. And so, Therefore, the way the Rav actually, you know, when he when he either davened it or instructed his chazan, you know, to to actually daven this piece. So what he what he wanted the chazan to do was um, to actually stop that the nusach should end. You know, end of the section. Then the section starts. Then Shema Israel and done like that, so you don't interrupt. And mess up the structure of the brocha that's already been been uh, been cemented in the other tefillot of um, of Shachris, uh, Mincha, and uh, and and Marid. So that was his uh, that was his explanation as to why there's a difference here between between um, this malchiot. The only this slight difference, this nuance, where um, the tenth pasuk is not included in. The section of uh, of 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 uh, prayer to you know to Elakosh uh, Baruch you know will promises to to fulfill his pledge. This is uh, so this tenth pasuk somehow we should connect it, even though from a structural point of view, 
it was done so that it, so that it wasn't put in the the place that we expected it, like it was in Shofarot and Zichronot, because of the nature of the fact that this brocha already exists within uh, the the other the other Shmona Esrei's uh, as well. So um, yes, yeah, so that was that was uh, that was his suggestion in trying to understand what uh, what really is happening over here. Um, so yeah, he uh, he um, this is how he analyzed he analyzed the the three major brachot that are added into the, the Shmona Estre. Uh, you know, it's good to have in the side of your margin there that each of these brachas represent a fundamental principle of faith. You know, monotheism, Yichud Hashem, by Malchuyot, and then Sechar Vonesh, or accountability, reward and punishment, however you want to phrase it, with, with uh, Zichronot, and then Torah Min Hashemayim, you know, or Revelation at Sinai, Shofarot. Those are the three principles of faith that a Jew has to have. If you don't have these three principles, uh, it's not it's not Jewish. So um, this is the this is the nature of how to prepare for the Yamim Noraim to make a few little notes on the Maxor, and then if you can remember, we'll go through the Shiur again. You know, take a, a pencil and and uh, if you if this if this uh, idea gives you a bit of um, a deeper understanding or structure. You know, bracket the various structures uh, that each broker should have a, you know, a tripartite division where the first, the first section is the statement of faith, what we call the animamin. The second is the, is the proof, which are all the psukim, kakatubu toratecha, you know, etc. And then the the last section is the prayer to realize uh, that hope of that statement said above, and that's elokeinu, elokeinu, maloch, etc um of of those of those sections and uh, and then that 10th pasuk is um that the, the role of the 10th pasuk is not part of the proof demonstrating the truth of the of the ikara emuna that we subscribe to but rather uh, it had a different role and um and that role was uh was patterned after Moshe Rabbeinu's um appeal to Akosh Baruch Hu. Uh, the tenth pasuk comes to enhance the petition where we ask Hakadosh Baruch Hu and remind Hashem of His promise and quote verses to support the fact that Hashem will action the the very statement of faith uh, across the entire globe when uh, when the time is right at the at the end of days. So that is uh, that is what I can offer you. We'll leave it here for this evening, but that is a a really um, in depth uh, offering in Machzorology as to how to appreciate the nature and structure of uh, the principles of faith that are inculcated within the, within the brachot, um, each theme separated out there for us to uh, concentrate and focus on it in the Musaf Shemona Esrei of, uh, of, of Rosh Hashanah. So, um, yeah, that's what uh, um, I will leave you with. And uh, if, any, if there are any questions, you know, send it in the in the in the chat and um otherwise we'll we'll touch base uh, we'll touch base next week for those who want to we want to you know a zoom into the the, the shofar blowing every day at one o'clock followed by a a little vort on uh, on sukkot going through the the pages of, of gomorrah sukkah each day so you're welcome at one o'clock um every single day every single weekday Okay, so that's that. And I think then the only other announcements are that there's a lady sure. The truth is anybody can uh, zoom in 
lady or men, but it was originally a lady's uh, shear slot. So tomorrow night at quarter past eight, we are exploring the Rambam's Hilchotshuva. So you're all welcome to, uh, to dive in there. Any, anyone wants to jump into the Gemara Shir, also quarter past eight on Wednesday night, and, and the Parsha Shir quarter past eight on Thursday night. So there's a lot of hacking coming from me, but I hope it is, uh, it is uh, favorable to all. So on that note, wish you good night and uh, take care. Thank you. Thank you, Rabbi. Cheers. Thank you, Rabbi. Be well.